This is the Hillbilly and the Hipster. It's been a while, so I'm a little excited. I'm, I'm going to change it up on you, Andy. But this there was the no Hill- NPR Chad there. Whoa. <laughs> it's Morning Zoo Chad. This is the Hillbilly and the Hipster. <laughs> and this is a podcast that ex- take uh, exploring a 50,000-foot view of cultural shenanigans from a Christian perspective. I'm Chad McCool, and with me, as always, is my brother from another mother, Andy Crow. Dude, I feel like it has been forever since we've done this it feels um, like that and i haven't talked to you a lot in this time period either so like i feel like i haven't yeah. seen you for months yeah we like usually we talk if not daily three or four times a week and that just that hasn't happened the last week and a half so it's been a while but i i know look so i debated on whether or not i was going to do this right because i love you and then I thought to myself, well, if I don't do this, I'm doing you a disservice. So we're about to hash something out here. Um, but no, I'm doing this out of love, okay? So um, I know that you've been you've been toying with the idea, if you will, of of leaving your beloved Mets <laughs> and becoming a and becoming a Rangers fan. That's right. Um, but I also know you and know that you you can't just do that. Um, so with that being said, we just swept you in embarrassing fashion for you. Now, the Mets lost today 14 to 7 to the Pirates. It's well, worse. That's embarrassing too. <laughs> but you were up in every one of those games. Yeah. And we came back and won. And and the stat that I heard last night, which if you're a Braves fan, um, the the last game of the Mets series, if you would have watched the Braves uh, TV feed, you had Glavin, Smoltz, Chipper, and Jeff Francoeur calling the ball game, and I was here for it all. I loved it. It was phenomenal. Um, the home run calls were hilarious, uh, you know, and gives you something to make fun of them for. But uh, so the Mets winning after eight innings won 122 straight games until last night. Yeah, and it was uh, up until like the week before this season, if they scored, well, actually, if a pitcher went to the sixth, they were undefeated. And then that, yeah. that stopped. Um, but they had won 122 straight games leading after the yeah, eighth inning, yeah. which you should if you lead after the eighth inning. But Arcia was like, well, let me just uh, boom, goodbye, and walked it off. And so they were they were prepping for the, the call, whether it was going to be a home run or a, a, you know, a base hit. And so and Ozzy Albies comes up to bat and. I love Ozzy anyway, uh, but he hit a complete just missile. There was no arc to it. It was a line drive just gone. And you didn't really have time to do like this massive, majestic game-winning home run call. <laughs> and so it was Smoltz's turn. He hit the ball, and all of a sudden he's like, well, that'll do it. And then just rounded the bases. It was, it was a beautiful series. Uh, I lost. I gained a few more gray hairs from that series because 
I really hate losing in general, but God, I hate losing to the Mets more. I um, I haven't. I've, I've never I've never liked the Mets, but once I mean you became really close, and I realized you like the Mets. I I hate to lose to them because of the stupid Mister Met gift that I usually get <laughs> with the bludgeoning bloody baseball bat. Yeah, and generally the one that I send back a blooper, you always get mad at me and tell me it's not appropriate. And it's probably not, but it's funny. <laughs> I I haven't watched any professional baseball for the past week or so. So I've just been watching college baseball. Dude, uh, Indiana State has made the, the they Super lo- Regional. They lost tonight. They lost today. The TCU, but they played tomorrow. Um, but but yeah, Indiana so, State uh, botched the whole thing because they could have hosted – the super oh, regional. So don't and don't they... get me started on that because <laughs> I have thoughts for days on the way that school was ran. Uh now that Dr. Wife doesn't, you know, that 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 school doesn't pay my mortgage, I could probably get away with a lot more of my rants. But uh yeah, don't get me started on on the way that that unfolded. But uh no, I've I, I've never really followed college baseball a lot, but I have this year. And dude, Indiana State's got a sweet team, and I I have no allegiance to Indiana State. It's where Doctor Wife got her doctorate, and you know they paid my mortgage for a bit, but I never rooted for them. You know my alma mater is one of their rivals, so I tend to root against them for fun. Yeah, I had no skin on the game uh, except serving on the campus. That's about it. So I I feel like kind of I feel a little partial to them. And you know, I I'd love to see him go go to Omaha. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but no, I feel like with the whole ordeal with Pepal, and then the last week and a half, two weeks, like that has been my my stabilizer. I'm either watching baseball or coaching baseball. Um, and you know, Doctor Wife was out of town at the beginning of the week because her her sister had a baby. Uh, so shout out to to little baby Kent up in Indiana uh, three weeks early, but he's, he's rocking it out. He's a stud, but uh, <clears throat> so she was up there with them for, for a couple, three days. So there was a lot of, I either watch baseball or I coach baseball or I played baseball on the PlayStation. Cause I'm a nerd still. Um, and then, you know, Dr. Wife got home in time for us to celebrate our, 15th wedding anniversary so that was last night and you know went out to this restaurant here in town that we'd never been to is really good and then i get home just in enough time to watch the the braves come back and crush the hopes and dreams of frank the tank and it was it was a good night (laughs) yeah i uh i guess i knew i knew they were losing i think you told me or yeah you sent me some kind of text but i was i really wasn't paying attention I, uh, I've avoided baseball because I'm tired of being told how I'm supposed to feel instead of hearing about ball games. Yeah. So I just, I hate when athletes are political. Like, you want to be political, be political on your own time. Like, I come to a ball game, football, baseball, basketball to watch a sport, to be entertained and to check out from reality. But now that you've got all these different political groups and athletes being political and these different politically based uh, giveaways and promotions, um, 
not a not a fan. Which is why I typically there are certain times of the year I don't watch, I listen. Um this is one of those kinds of times of years. So And the Rangers lost today to the Rays. So the two best teams in baseball. The two best records in baseball are slugging it out in St. Petersburg. And so uh the Rangers I just fell keep to waiting the Rays. for the I keep waiting for the I don't know how we got on a sports podcast all of a sudden, but uh I keep waiting for the Rays to just the bottom to fall out. Oh, and they start. I don't think it's I don't I don't know that it's going to, but I keep waiting for the like the shoe to drop and for them just to suck. Yeah. But so I was looking at it. I think the Red Sox are three games over five hundred and are in last place. During last place in the AL East. Yeah, in the AL East, which is ridiculous to be three games over five hundred and to be in last place. So I I mean I haven't looked at the uh the AL East in a hot minute. But Baltimore is Baltimore is doing their thing now. Finally. But Andy, you know what I am a fan of? Uh, what you know what I am a fan of? I cannot speak English today, so I apologize in advance. Maybe I should try another language. <laughs> let's do let's do today's podcast in French. <laughs> but you know what I am a fan of? The what's that? Blacksmith merchandise from St. Gagano Armory. Merchandise. Yes, not, not apparel, apparel. Not material. Not material. Merchandise. So, Andy, why don't you tell us about... I love you. <laughs> why don't you tell us about the, the fine folks at St. Gagano Armory? Let's talk about the fine folks at St. Gagano. St. Noah, now I can't talk. Gagano Armory is the premier destination for handcrafted blacksmith merchandise. They use traditional techniques to craft unique and stunning pieces, each one uh, embedded with the spirit of St. Galgano himself. Each item is a work of art crafted with care and massive attention to detail. St. Galgano Armory believes that the quality and authenticity are paramount, and that's why they use only the finest materials the finest materials and take pride in their commitment and tradition of the craft. The products are not only beautiful, but they're functional. Anything that you might need, he's got you covered, right? And a portion of all sales go to charity. Um, I don't know. I know that it's coming up on, on him switching. And I know he's, he's talked to me a little bit about what he was thinking of doing. So I don't know exactly which one they're sponsoring yet. But uh, but we um, will give. It's OBI. It's it's Onita. I knew he was talking about that. I didn't know if that was a done deal. Yeah, it is. From what I understand, if it isn't, it is now, Keith. So we're sorry, but as far as I know, we've changed. (laughs) Yeah. So a portion of all sales will go to the Onita Baptist Institute, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a organization that again is near and dear to my heart. Uh, my grandparents worked there for a little bit. My my parents actually worked there for a little bit. It is a Christian boarding school in the mountains of eastern Kentucky. Um, they have students, uh, pre-COVID, they had students from like 25 to 40 countries and all 50 states represented there. It's just a beautiful mission. Um, and, it, you know, you can go and the, you've, I've gone and volunteered and 
led mission trips there to to help around campus. And it's, you know, with the students that they have, it's a real internet uh, international mission feel stateside. So um, definitely go on to St. Galgano's website to, to check them out. Uh, you can visit that website at etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory, which is spelled S-A-N-T-G-A-L-G-A-N-O-A-R-M-O-R-Y.com. Well, Visit it's, that it's, today. I was really shocked that I could spell my dyslexia came out when I was trying to read it. And I was like, man, this is this is going to get ugly quick. Yeah, and that website's it's etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. And you can reach out to them on Twitter and, and I believe it's Instagram at St. Galgano. He's got a sweet logo too, by the way. I don't know if we've we've hit on that yet, but he has got a sweet logo. We have a sweet logo. We do have a sweet logo. I enjoy it. Our our placeholder logo became our permanent logo. Yeah, it did. When we originally did it, it was a placeholder. Yeah, we just needed a picture, so we threw it together. But it's it's stuck, and you know it's worked well for us. One day, we'll I'll get you know we'll get something else. But for right now, I like it. So anyway, after the last episode, I posted on our Twitter account a picture of young Andy. I don't know what happened to this Andy because, like I said, I think this Andy would fight us today and win. But the of young that, Andy with yeah. your granddad in front of his truck with, um. With you rocking a mullet and uh, shout out to Appalachistan on Twitter, who said that is one fine mullet. And then I think what what you don't know, and I can't prove this, nor do I actually think it's true. But I would not be shocked if I didn't have a pack of candy cigarettes rolled up in my sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we talked about. (laughs) <laughs> mullets and and while i think back in my day i rocked sort of like a post new wave mullet that was more uh duran duran inspired than travis tritt inspired no no you got to go the travis tritt mullet <laughs> if you want a mullet you go right but Appalachistan tweeted out um if next week's or our next podcast was going to discuss which apostle rocked the mullet so which apostle right. do you think would rock a mullet? Well, you know, we talked during our, our pregame. He wasn't an apostle, but I'm not convinced that John the Baptist wouldn't have. And he would probably have your Duran Duran, like, teased mullet. Like a John Bon... John... Bon Jovi? Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't think of his name. Like, I just... I went, I went blank there. I'm thinking he's rocking yeah, no, a Billy I, Ray Cyrus. No, not John the Baptist. Maybe maybe another of the, the, the actual apostles would rock the Billy Ray. But I don't know that John the he's just gonna have the wild hair. So he's just gonna but have the mullet. teased because it's never cold. He's gonna have the so it's yeah, a mess. never never it's a it's a teased mullet that you wouldn't know it was a mullet until he actually brushed it out. So which apostle do you think? 
I, I think first Peter Rockamole, right? Because he's he's bold, right? He's he's adventurous. He does, he takes risks. Um, he probably would have sported a mullet, right? To to kind of just he'd show up one day, right? He'd be the first one to wear it to show how he is, you know, fearless and unconventional, and he, you know, he. He was gonna follow that's Jesus. Why, that's to the why Jesus earth. let him. That's why let Jesus let him walk on the water is because he was proud of the mullet. Yeah. Like you get out on this water and you show us that glorious lock of the head you had there. Just mm. and then he it all went downhill when he sank. And then you think about John. John's like uh, you know it's it's John's the youngest of the twelve, so you know he could be an impressionable teenager and decide he's gonna. He's gonna rock a mullet to to showcase his youthful demeanor. <laughs> the nah, uh, he had a rat tail. He had a rat tail. He didn't <laughs> even have a mullet. The apostle, the apostle that the Lord loved, the apostle Jesus loved, is rocking a rat tail with the bead. That's right, <laughs> with the bead on the bottom of it. Oh, absolutely. Is there another kind? <laughs> So the mullet, I, I don't know if it's this way out in, in, in East San Francisco where you're at, but uh, in Western Kentucky, well, Kentucky in general, and then the even further south, like the mullet is back with, with a vengeance. And uh, I low-key want to grow wine, uh, but Dr. Wife will not let that happen. Yeah, I think post-COVID, you saw some people that emerged with them. And I don't know if we talked about this, like, during the COVID, like, the lockdowns and everything. I uh, I watched some documentary on The Clash, and I really wanted to rock the uh, Joe Strummer mullet that he had, which was basically a mullet. And it was like a mohawk and a mullet. Like, the sides of his head were shaved, and he just had it on the top. I'm like, well, what do I got to lose? I'm going to pull that off. <laughs> I didn't do it, though. I, didn't I would encourage. pay. I would I would pay you to do that. We'd need another lockdown. So if Joe Biden puts us in another <laughs> lockdown to security election, that'll happen. But I'm too public facing now. So <laughs> I can't see myself going in the pulpit on Sunday morning, rocking a Joe Strummer mullet. I don't know that my supervisors would let me walk in if I walked in with a mullet. Because I'm not just going to do the mullet. I'm going to shave my beard down. And like, take the chin off where it's just the roller coaster. <laughs> and so I'm going to rock the roller coaster and a mullet, and they're just going to be like, no, no, Andy. No, I'm just picturing you in a Joe Dirt mullet. <laughs> well, actually, Dr. Wife would divorce me so quick. I'd come home, and her and the kids would have my stuff packed and be like, head on down to McHenry. <laughs> See you later, Joe Dirt. When you can act like an adult, you can come home. Mullets, man, they are the best. I mean, I'm thinking Thomas didn't have one because he'd be too indecisive. He doubt he, he could pull he it doubt off. The, he doubt he could pull it off. He doubt the barber's ability to do it. And if if John had one. Then James, his brother, was definitely going to try to outdo him. So James might show up with the Billy Ray Cyrus mullet, bigger. And yeah. Better, so jo bolder. John would do the rat tail, and James is definitely having the Billy Ray. 
Matthew is a tax collector. So I, I mean, maybe Matthew might have done it as liberation. Like I'm out Matthew, from under the no. stronghold. Matthew had that high and tight business professional where he could be in the military, but he could also like, you know, rock a business suit. So he can get the uh he can get the the classy mullet, you know, the business in the front, party in the back. Are we is there a classy mullet? I think I had a classy mullet back in the day. I'll have to send you my prom picture. I believe I've seen that prom picture, sir. Um, and I got no, <laughs> no, sir. That is not a class. I'm, so I need you to post that prom picture now next to my, because that's probably the same year. I got to do some work because I, I want to block out all the other people. I don't have a picture yeah. of me just by myself. I have to block out everybody else. Yeah. But what what year did you go to prom? Uh, that's. That's 90 or 91, that picture that I showed you. I think it's 90. Okay, so that so that yet 90? Ooh. That might be literally, that may be the same same year that that I'm standing with Pep on next to the truck. Because so we were rocking mullets at the same time. We were rocking mullets at the same time. Hold, let me see if I can find that picture on my phone real quick so I can figure out. How old I was, and I would wrap mine up in a, in a little tiny like colonial revolutionary war ponytail in the back. So that's pre. This is pre kindergarten, and uh, this is probably eighty eight or eighty nine. So it's close. It's within a year. Within the same same time frame, Judas is Judas Iscariot rock a mullet. Ooh, yeah, but like the slimy mullet, not even the good mullet. Oh, you know what Judas is like? I I I picture him like he's the the balding dude who's like, he's got nothing left on top, but he's got the sides in the back. So he's rocking the bald mullet. He's got the Hulk Hogan. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. He's rocking a Hulk Hogan. He's got the Hogan. Dude, have you seen the meme going around? It's probably old, but I saw it the other day and it made me giggle where it said uh, scientists had recreated the, what they believe Adam looked like. Oh I, yeah. He it looks was, like Hulk and Hogan. It's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I've seen that's old. I've seen that. I remember seeing that a while back. I saw that the other day and I was like, I was unaware that Adam was a real American, but I surely can't not see that and not think of that song. No, was he? But what was Adam NWO Hulk Hogan? Or no, no, Adam was the true, the I'm a real American Hulk Hogan. I feel like if I were to ever run for political office, that would be the song that I would want played. The like, Hulk you know, Hogan John song? Ma yeah, John McCain, he would always, they would always play Fortunate Son for him. Um, good choice. Um, I don't remember what they played for Trump and Biden, but, you know, every every one of them has a song that they walk out to. This is a good segue into our next topic, by the way. But every one of them had the good walkout song. But I think, I think if I was going to run for political office... The like late eighties, early nineties Hulk Hogan theme song. That's that's, that's your walkout. 
That's your walkout walkout. song? That is my political walkout song. So I now and now I want that to be my ringtone on my phone. I think you can make it happen. Oh, I think I'm going to probably tomorrow. Right now, my ringtone is the X-Men theme song. Depending on who calls me, most people, it's the X-Men. If you're part of my youth group, it is the cartoon. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my youth group, they have the, uh, the rap version of the VeggieTales theme song. So if anybody from my youth group calls me that they have that. And then, um, don't judge me. Dr. Wife's theme is, uh, the young and the restless theme. Oh gosh. (laughs) So that's, that's what plays when she calls. And there's another one, but I can't remember what it is. But now I feel like it's just going to be the the Hulk Hogan song. That may be your ringtone as of tomorrow morning. <laughs> this is this is going to happen, my friend. Andy's buying ringtones. But yeah, I, I read something left and right. Somebody asked a question on, and I can't remember what it is. I'll, I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. But there was a Twitter account that asked the question: Is your pastor? have walkout songs then they come out and i remember i texted you and i was like is this a thing because i know some guys i think that would embrace it if it's a thing and i'm sure somewhere there's got to be somebody who's got a walkout song but what pastors would have walkouts for, all right so your walkout song would be the, well, the not, Hulk Hogan not song. for not for church that, that- not for church. What embrace Christian politics. nationalism, man? <laughs> <laughs> there are some people out there you can ask, and I, and I guess I have, but uh, that's that's for another episode. But I don't know. I, so I've been thinking about this, um, and I I really think. Well, now let's let's hold on for a second. If I'm picking my walkout music, am I? Preaching to adults, or am I preaching to teenagers? Well, I think, I think if you're going to do it, you're, it's it's a mixed it's a mixed bag, right? It's a walkout song. You're walking out to the to the general assembly, so you know it's mainly the adults, oh, so, but there could be teenagers. So we're talking. There. So we're talking Sunday morning. I would do that. Yeah, Sunday morning. Okay, so not not Sunday night or Wednesday night. Sunday morning. Okay. And and are you taking the the pumped up? You know, I think about baseball walkout songs, right? Are you, when guys come up to bat, are you taking the one to get you pumped up that the crowd gets into it? Are you are you playing a little more something mellow? I remember, I think it was Ruben Sierra, like back in the eighties and nineties, he played his own music because he was like a he made like salsa or merengue music, and they used to just his walk up songs were his own songs. Didn't Bernie Williams do that too? Bernie may have as well. Bernie was, he's a heck of a guitar player, though. I don't know. So, um, I mean, my instinct, because it's an absolute banger of a song, uh, and it's always good to get you hyped, uh, is Church Clap. Well, that leads me to another question. Are you using secular music for your walkout song? Because... You know, some of these bigger churches have no problem playing secular music or are you using a Christian some song. The, well, some of those bigger churches I have a problem with being churches. Oh yeah. Um, so there's that. No, I think I think you go 
at least Christian artist. Um, I, you know, there's a the few Family Force Five songs that I think I could I could rock out to. Um, wobble, wobble's a good one. <laughs> But that's only because I waddle when I walk because I have a bad knee. I don't know, man. There's a there's a few good ones. But yeah, I'm probably going to go Riot by Tadashi is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I would always, we had an event called Riot when I was a teenager. And then in, in Terre Haute, I always had a, a youth event. It was our biggest event of the year. Um, and we called it Riot. Um, looking back, that was probably a poor choice in name, but considering some of the games we played, Riot was detract. Um, but uh, you taught for me at Riot one year. I right? did. I think that was the year you had the uh, the lice outbreak. Mm, bed bugs. Bed bugs. Sorry, I knew it was something. Bugs. It was some kind of insect. Man, I went a whole weekend without sleep. I get home, and then all of a sudden, a parent calls. They're like, oh, you know, my my teenager found a bed bug at the church while he was sleeping, so he put it in a, in a Ziploc bag and brought it home to show me. Well, that happened on Friday. Why didn't he tell us? <laughs> I was so angry. Anyway, but, uh, but yeah, I would always, to start that event, I would always play the song Riot by Tadashi. So I may go, I may go riot or church clap. Those are, those are probably my two that I'm going to do. Mullets and walkout music. That's all you need. We, we could start a, a whole successful church. We could start a whole new church planning network where we require you to have mullets and walkout music. But on top of that, not only are we going to require mullets and walkout music, like, Decent theology would be nice too. <laughs> that that's not a that's not a standard for a lot of these church planning networks anymore. Uh, there's one that I used to hang around with seems to have gone off the rails. So I don't know that off the rails is quite strong enough. Well, I'm thinking if you're gonna have walkout song, you got to go big or go home. Oh, absolutely. So so, if- so are you telling me you're gonna have like the whole? Let's go to wrestling because they, you know, they have walkout music. Yeah. Are you going to have the pyro in the background too? No, that's not my style. I can't do that. I, You're I'm going to walk out to the to Hulk Hogan NWO. I'm pretty sure I, I served with somebody who would have the pyro and like come, gonna, up, come up out of the floor, like be raised out of the floor with lights and explosions going next to him. You're gonna have the end of a new, new, new world order, and then all of a sudden you just see Roman candles flying up in the background. <laughs> no, in my church, that would it'd be a fire for sure. No, I think I I'm gonna walk out to Stripers to Hell with the Devil, and I'm gonna throw out Bibles the way Striper throws out Bibles at Striper shows, <laughs> right into the audience. I have never been more excited to think, like, for that image to be in my head. And I'm going to be in a suit. I'm just going to preach fire and brimstone. I've been accused lately of being, um, I'm no longer winsome, and I've become very fire and brimstone So I'm like, to hell with the devil, and I'm going to throw Bibles at you. 
for some reason in my head, because I'm seeing this in my head now, and it just makes me, but you're in an Elvis jumpsuit. An Elvis jumpsuit. <laughs> like your hair now, the way it is, in an Elvis jumpsuit coming out, just tossing Bibles and high-fiving people and kissing babies. Like so that's the, what's happening. The way I feel now, I'd be like uh, later in life, Elvis in a jumpsuit where I could barely <laughs> zip it over my gut. You're like you're one quarter pounder from dying on the toilet, Elvis. <laughs> no, I'm not that bad. But remember a few episodes ago, I told you I was googling concealed carry holsters for fat guys, and so I don't I don't know if they've got jumpsuits for fat guys. I don't know, man. I've got a Macho Man Randy Savage costume that fits. I'm sure we can find you in a Elvis jumpsuit. Oh, I mean, I think that. If we think of some, uh, well, I, I think we'll use this pastor term lightly, but uh, we'll put pastor in quotes. But for some famous pastors in quotes, so I think the easy one, right, is is going to be Furtick, right? Furtick's, Furtick's walking out to U2's elevation because that's what he named the church after. So, I mean, they might as well just be on brand and just pay some kind of royalties and he walks out to U2's elevation every Sunday. In his well, he, he he'll tell you he's God anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> I think uh, Joel Osteen walks out to uh, "Happy" by Pharrell, the uh, the Minion song. Either that or the Million Dollar Man's theme song. It just comes out smiling. <laughs> T.D. Jakes walks out to "Eye of the Tiger." oh man so let's this might get us into trouble okay so let's look at some of our friends who are in the pastorate like friends friends that we have yeah like people we actually know and talk to okay who may listen um yeah yeah so i'm thinking of my my friend day our friend dave all six foot eight of him walking out trying to figure out what song he would walk out to. Yeah, I don't know. Cause I Dave's part got me, a pretty part of me because because if he's listening to this, um I, I say this with love, Dave. Um uh, I'm thinking Lee Greenwood's God bless the USA. No, that's what Dave's gonna walk out to. I'm thinking if you were still on staff there, you'd play that one Sunday, and then you'd you'd switch his walkout music, and then the next Sunday you'd play Short People <laughs> as he walked out. I always said we'd make a really good tag team. We'd be the deep and wide connection because <laughs> I'm as round as he is tall. I think I think Dave walks out to <laughs> like. Something by the Eagles or some or like Credence or some 70s, like, like he's, he's, he's definitely going 70s rock. That's 70s California country, like the Eagles, Credence, those types of things. I think he walks out something like that. He walks out to, uh, I know what he walks out to the the Eagles song, Take It Easy, because it, it name drops yes. Arizona, it name drops Arizona yes. in it. And he he played football in Arizona, yeah. So. Dave walks out uh, to take it easy. What about Chad Wilkin? 
I'm just dropping people's names left and right. I love Chad. <laughs> These are all He's friends good. of the show. These are all friends of the show. Well, but, Ch- uh, Chad's a Chad's a, a you know a campus pa- a, co- a collegiate pastor. So he's gonna have to be he's gonna have to be cutting edge. There, be there's songs he hip. doesn't even know or listen to, but it's been chosen to him by his children. <laughs> oh man. So I know no his new kids, songs. So this is out of my either. league. And we'll just leave that up to his kids. I'm thinking it's up to my Katy Perry, or is she still around? I don't know. <laughs> is she still around? Like, I think she's doing American Idol. I don't know that she's that's a we've we've rabbit holed really really far on this. This is our first episode all over again. Good night. Welcome back to the show. For those of you who are just joining us and started on this episode, I would like to tell you it gets better, but I think we all know that it won't. <laughs> oh, and then and then didn't we uh since this is just a hodgepodge episode of us of us falling back into it and getting our legs underneath us again. Uh, didn't we get an email? Didn't we finally get an email? We did get an email. Um, from the they they emailed us on the Gmail. It, on the Gmail, that's right. They hit, us up, the they hit us up on the Gmail. Hit us up on the Gmail. It's anonymous, and it just says like the like the group anonymous. No, like with the the British masks and remember with the guy, remember with the, the guy Fox with the guy Fox. That's what no. it is. It says uh, email says Andy and Chad love the show. So recently there's been much Poor taste. <laughs> So recently, there has been much much debate about AI and how this technology will impact society. My question is, what does our faith say about the advancement in tech or about this advancement in technology? And do you think that AI technology could have an effect on religion? Keep doing an amazing job and God bless you both. Sign sent from my iPhone. So let's 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 look at that from our 50,000 view um, when he said keep doing it or I'm assuming he it could be a she uh, when they said they um, keep doing keep doing an amazing job that's a stretch <laughs> some people like tire fires man people from New Jersey Anyway, that was a shot that probably shouldn't have been taken. My bad. So, yeah, let's let's look at this and, and AI because that has become increasingly more, um, more of a thing in society, whether we like it or we love it, and we want some more of it. But uh, what are, what are your thoughts scripturally, and and from a faith perspective, what are your what are your thoughts on AI? I mean, for me personally, I'm a little weary about it, right? Because I think the first thing I've seen now with these advancements in AI has completely moved to like making um, AI chatbots for relationships. You know, it's going to further, you know, further alienating us from not having any human interaction. So you're ha- you're going to have. There was a movie a few years back where I think it was Scarlett Johansson was the voice, like sort of like a Siri. And and this oh, guy yeah. fell in love with her, so I, I see that. And then I also read about it like, enhancing sex robots to once again further take away 
um, you know, human interaction. And, and I was not ready for this to go down this hole. Like that caught me off guard. Like, can we say the S word on a podcast? How does that? <laughs> We're gonna get the E for explicit. I think that there's it's a slippery slope to a lot of stuff. I I think that I I've heard and, and read rumblings right and people talking about you know when the metaverse was coming on there was uh you know churches I I, I want to say I, I might be wrong on this but it was either Judah Smith or someone like Judah Smith who's a big proponent of like online church that they were going to create church in the metaverse and have a you know a meta church and and was that real and I think you're going to have you know. Do you have chatbots or robots preaching or sharing the gospel? You know, it, there's no there's no real human side to it. Like I, I'll admit, like I, I've messed around, you know, and, and coming from a in my secular life for a long time, coming from software development and things like that, like I've messed around with ChatGPT and and Bard, um, Google's offering, and it's kind of lame in in the stuff that it puts out. There's no real emotion. It's really flat. It it reminds me of like the stuff you it's the stuff you'd suss out the Sunday night before school, your freshman year of high school to turn in first period English. You know, that that's kind of what it's like. And I'll admit, right? So my my the two songs I gave you for Walkout, the Joel Osteen one and the T.D. Jakes one, um, those were courtesy of ChatGPT. I asked ChatGPT to give me a li- to make a list of walkout songs for famous pastors. It listed pastors. I don't know who these people are, some of them, but it told me Happy for Joel Osteen, I Had a Tiger for T.D. Jakes, Stronger by Kelly Clarkson for Joyce Meyer. Um, oh, that's a good one. Can't stop the feeling by Justin Timberlake for Carl Lentz, and I just thought that was on the nose since he's always been tied to both Carl Lentz and Judah Smith have tag team back and forth on who is Justin Timberlake's not Justin Timberlake. I was thinking one. I was thinking Justin Bieber. Justin, Bieber. I got I got so Timberlake we, and Bieber confused. I'm I'm gonna we're gonna put a hold on this question. We're gonna come right back to it, but I sh- I want to go back to something you just said about the walk up music. Are we are we saying Joyce Meyer is a pastor? No, I'm saying ChatGPT said I put pastor okay, in quotes. Okay. Pastor okay. In quotes, I didn't see so I didn't see the quotes. It's Pastrix, Joyce Meyer. No, I'm I'm going to New Orleans this week to make sure that Joyce Meyer doesn't get in the SBC. Talk about prosperity and crazy. Anyway, back to oh back to the AI question. Nailed it. Um oh, we're getting canceled. That's all there is to it. Uh, going back to the AI, so I think that it had the potential of being good, right? I think in the hands of someone willing to use it correctly, right? And it's still if it fell in early right, if it if it yeah if it were to fall in the right hands, it could be a very good thing. You know, with what is it the the Spider Man? You know, with great power becomes great responsibility. responsibility. And, and so, you're yeah, you're I, absolutely I, right. I think it, I think it'd do amazing things. Now I think what we've seen happen in the early stages, uh, it has not fallen in the right hands, um, and it has. What was it that you said? Free game, like it's it's become the Facebook and Twitter. 
like where it's just the only people that are trying to use it for semi right reasons are the same ones that think that if they don't type amen on that post, that when they get to the gates of heaven, St. Peter's going to be like, but you didn't like share and comment. Amen. Right. So I need you to go straight to hell. Well, and I think that the companies that are in control of it, right. And we've seen a, you know, regardless of we're talking about this from a faith perspective, right. So I'm not even going to talk about politics, but I, I do think that generally those that are progressive progressively leaning on their politics sort of have a, a lesser and lesser view of faith, particularly Christianity. And so I think that if you ask it to do certain things, um, it knows scripture, right? It, 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 I think, I think the NIV is the preferred translation for chat GPT, just in what That's I've monkeyed nice. around with it. It, it knows, it knows scripture, but if you ask it from, you know, a conservative viewpoint or biblical orthodoxy, it will challenge you. It will give you, it may give you the answer, but it will give you a disclaimer. And so he's like, as an AI language model, I don't think that things should be hateful or or things like that. So it, it'll, it'll put sort of tags on it that you're wrong. Yeah. And so I, I think that's realistically, I think, people like not AI I think people have done that too where you know oh I know the Bible says this but it doesn't really say that well right and remember no, that it does AI is only as smart as the people who have trained it so right. it, it still has people involved in it it's not completely autonomous it has people in but then think about it was just the this past week an AI simulated drone killed its operator because it wouldn't let it have full kill power doesn't that go against the laws of robotics? Yes, I believe those laws of robotics are what Isaac Asimov did. But I don't know, is is AI... Have you seen Terminator? It, the whole know, premise of Terminator. Skynet. It's been a while. Skynet's real, because this AI simulated drone went and killed its operator because it wanted, it wanted to go and destroy everything that it could. So it took out its handler. There's a joke in there somewhere. Um, no, I just... So I worry that as a society in general, um, we're kind of losing it. And that this isn't helping, right? Like the the metaverse church and the, the all of the, you know, the, uh, we have the Amazon Echoes in our house. Um, and, and they're really good for what we use them for. Cause when, when the boys are upstairs and we're not, and we need to tell them it's time for dinner. And I don't want to yell like a flipping psycho through my house for Dr. Wife to yell at me for yelling. Um, you know, we use her as an intercom system or, you know, to play music in the mornings while we're, we're getting ready for school and work and camp. But, uh, I, I don't know that. Like it's just it's too easy for that to replace people, right? And you see it at at restaurants and uh, especially fast food restaurants. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't want you to have that human interaction. They want you to walk up to a kiosk, push a button, and then do it all that way. 
Um, and then even the, the sit-down restaurants now, they have the little kiosks where you pay them and you can order on that rather than tell your waitress or waiter or whatever. Um, and so I'm just, the more and more advanced, but I'm going to use that in, with quotes, the more and more advanced that we get, whether it's AI or, or just technology in general, the the further and further away from relationships we get, right? When when you were a kid, you played outside quite a bit. When I was a kid, I played outside quite a bit. Kids now, they're online playing video games. Now, don't get me wrong, as, as a teenager, you know, especially as a teenager, I was playing video games. Um, and even as a kid, I would play them a little bit, but... But, you know, like, when we lived in town, I was out riding my bike with, with other kids or doing this, that, and everything else and getting in trouble. Um, and we, we just don't see that anymore. We're further and further away from face-to-face -face interaction because I can talk to you online while we're playing a video game. And in some cases, that's really good because it was really hard on my, my oldest when we moved from Terre Haute to here. Uh, because he had been with his core group of friends since he was two, right? They went to the same preschool and daycare, and then they went to kindergarten and first and second grade together. And then all of a sudden I pluck him from there. And if that would have been me back in the the mid, you know, early to mid nineties, like I'd just never talk to that kid again because like there right. was this thing called long distance telephone bills. And you could write letters. Um, yeah, but I'm not gonna write letters. Let's be honest. Like I have a hard enough time writing emails. Now. You're just you're just like, bye, Billy. Have a nice life. I'm like, see you in hell, and then you're off. Well, that's that's the funny. We laugh about that, but like, I remember because we moved a lot as a kid for for multiple reasons, um, but all within the same county. But like, Ohio County, Kentucky is a pretty spread out town, a county, and so we would move from one part to another. And I still, like, never saw those kids again. Like, I remember yeah. going to high school and running into one of the, the kids that I used to play in the neighborhood with down in McHenry. And I was like, I, I thought you died. Yeah, and I, think <laughs> I just never. And so, but like, and so it's good now because because my oldest, he can FaceTime and talk to his friends back in Terre Haute and, and still keep those relationships. But it also hampers because... He's doing that more than he's he's outside riding his bike with neighborhood kids, and you know all they'd rather be in playing on their tablets than out digging holes. And although Doctor Wife did buy our youngest, I don't know if I told you about this, and so get ready to be terrified. Uh, a bow and arrow. Nice. So he asked for one, and I said, you know, Doctor Wife said yes. I said yes. I said yes thing and she was gonna buy him like a nerf bow and arrow. No, it's like a junior bow and arrow. If if I were to like like a compound bow it, or like yeah. old school. No, it's yeah. Like if if you were standing 50 yards away, you're you know, whatever, uh, and I did it correctly, because it's got metal tips on it, like it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Um, and so we had to have the talk, like, hey, don't shoot squirrels and rabbits, and, and for the love of God, don't shoot Sheeter. Um, I've tangented again, I'm sorry. But no, I just, I think that 
it has back to the AI, it has the potential to be good, but it's taken so much away. And then if we really dive into it and we really invest in it and we do the metaverse church, like that's not church. Well, are you one just of the have... things I love about one of Go the ahead. things I love about going to church is is seeing the people and the interaction that I have. Like, sure, I love the songs. And, you know, I'm definitely there to worship the Lord and, and to be fed. But I'm also there to to love on people. Right. God love the little old lady who sits in front of us every week uh, and falls asleep. You know, I I'm, I'm go to church to to worship and to sing and to catch her so she doesn't jack her head on the pew again, uh, because that was hilarious. And happened a few weeks ago, <laughs> but there's just, um, there's so much more to church than just the preaching. Like well, I can, we're supposed to gather t- with the saints and, and mm-hmm. all the, you know, the, it, we're commanded to do that, right? You can't, you can't be a, you can't go through life as a believer without gathering with your brothers and sisters. That's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, the idea of the metaverse and, and doing the church there and and spreading the gospel on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And, I, you know, I've done the spread the gospel on TikTok thing. I like it. I, you know, I've connected with people uh, all over the country and that's great. But it's not it. Like that can't be the here all end all like supplemental sure but again i go back to um we've all turned into that crazy ant that we used to laugh at because we're sharing these stupid memes because we're afraid we're gonna you know well what if it is real it's not stop don't like share and and comment amen like well so yeah i just i think it's gonna end up doing more harm than good well, I think While it's it already the in the potential. wrong hands. It's already in the wrong hands. Oh, it most certainly is, which is why I think it's going to do more harm than yeah. good because well, because let's look and see what it's doing now. It's enhanced sex there. robots. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think about <laughs> scripture. I, I think in First Corinthians, right? In first, first Corinthians 1, I think it's 20. 20 and 21, Paul writes like, where is the one who is wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the, the world did not know God through wisdom and it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. And I, I don't know if that's a, an exact, but that's the one that pops in my head. And the other thing that I really think about is um, there's a movie um, there's a movie I, I think it was produced in the 80s it's a Polish film so it's it's got it's in Polish it has subtitles and it was by a a filmmaker named Krzysztof Kierzlowski it's called the Decalogue and it's a film it's 10 hours long but it's 10 one hour movies all based on the Ten Commandments and the, the first movie um, really kind of takes the imperatives of the you know it, it it takes the first and second imperatives of the ten commands right that i am the lord your god you shall have no other gods before me and that uh and then takes the thou shall not make uh any graven images and this in this one 
it's a he's an academic, right? He's got a home computer. This all takes place in Poland. This is just about when this film was shot, it was pre Berlin Wall coming down. So it's still kind of under communist rule. And his professor um trains his his son. He uses a computer and he calculates all these things. And, and the boy wants to go outside, but he's using this computer to calculate all this stuff and and uh really he he thinks he's calculated the thickness of the ice and he lets his son go out on the ice because his computer told him this that it would be the perfect conditions for it and the boy falls through the ice and dies you know and so i i think there is that we're going to put too much we already have put too much on this stuff already right cuz ai whether we know it as advanced as this or not i mean we've been using chatbots We've been using Siri or Google Assistant or Alexa or, you know, any of those things, right? And and we ask it what the weather is. We could look out the window or, you know, play me this song or ask me this question, right? It's already so much in our lives, but I think that infiltrating the church, I I, I don't know. Like, I we've had this conversation. I used ChatGBT when it first got released. Um, I asked it to create for me some icebreaker questions for a small group because first I hate making icebreaker questions <laughs> and they weren't I, any I good. That. They weren't any good. I honestly think I didn't even use them. I don't remember if I did or not. I don't, I don't think I used them. I think, I think one, I think it gave me an idea and then I ended up writing my own question based on that idea. So, I, I mean, I don't know if there's some good research. It could be a research tool or something like that, but everything it puts out is really kind of light, as what I'm thinking. I I think we talked about it, like, its quality of writing is like, it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, and you're supposed to be in bed, and you <laughs> scribbled out an essay that needs to get turned into first period English the next day. You know, it's basically a lot of very bland and basic sentences. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I just, and, and there's so much, like we could, we could go on for hours on that, on that subject alone. So you're welcome that we're not going to. But, <laughs> Um, but yeah, all that being said, what uh, what's been good lately? I know, like I said, we hadn't we hadn't talked in a while, so oh yeah, you know. Well, let me I let me like just my, finish. My life is. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just want to say one more thing about AI. I guess if we're gonna pick a road, I I don't. I'm. I guess if if I had to choose something, I'd say I'm anti because I really think that we need to. Uh, declutter our lives and maybe do a little more analog things in our lives and so i think relying on all these things because also then are we doing the research are we double checking that what it's telling us is true <laughs> because i think you're going to get that that people are going to start saying stuff and so you know let's say somebody tells chat gpt to to write it a sermon or a sermon outline and it puts all the it could put a bunch of false gospel stuff in there it could put well, I, a bunch of Mormonism in there and put put it off as scripture. It could, you know, 
but sometimes I think maybe that's what Rick Warren used. He was a he was a uh, a beta tester for ChatGPT and said, "Tell me about women pastors," and then said, "You know, Mary Magdalene preached the first sermon." And Rick's that, like, "Yes, that is, that is the argument." But did she? Um, well, I will say, like my oldest has been asking a lot of questions lately because he's hearing for lack of a better term junk that he's he's seeing these videos and, and whatnot on YouTube and for the most part like it goes against what I've taught him and so now he's like wait hey dad when Jesus comes back is 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 that gonna happen tomorrow because this video said X y and Z or is there really only one way to heaven because this video said you could do this? Um, and so, unlike a lot of adults, right? This this kid's trying to do some research, trying to 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 ask the questions to make sure that he's not falling for that that wolf in sheep's clothing, and he's nine. So, I mean, he's not diving super deep. I mean, they're, they're surface level stuff, but he's, it's still got him thinking. And so I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, and I, I, you know, there are some things that have happened in our life here recently that has made him start to want to ask those questions. Um, but yeah, it, the, the fact that people don't do their own research anymore. Um, you know, they're not reading for themselves to see what scripture says about something. They're just going to, you know, assume that Mary Magdalene was the first woman pastor um, because Rick Warren or somebody they know said so rather than to look and be like, was she just conveying a message or was that really a sermon? Well, here, here's some good live radio. As you've been talking, I went to chat GPT. And I asked it, how do I get to heaven? And this oh, is what it told me. Moses. This is what it told me. It says, the concept of reaching heaven varies depending on one's religious or spiritual beliefs. Right? In many religious traditions, heaven is viewed as a realm or state of existence that is attained after death. And the specific requirements for reaching heaven may differ. Here are some general perspectives from different religious beliefs. Number one, Christianity. Christians believe that salvation and entry into heaven are achieved through faith in Jesus Christ, accepting him as the Son of God and following his teachings. They believe that eternal life in heaven is a gift from God's grace and cannot be earned through personal efforts alone. Then it lists uh, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, and then uh, general other beliefs. Um, and then it closes with, ultimately, how one reaches heaven depends on individual beliefs and religious or spiritual practices. It is important to engage in sincere introspection, study the teachings of your chosen belief system, and seek guidance from religious leaders or trusted sources within your faith community. So as religious leaders of a faith community, um, I'm going to say the definition that I read from Christianity, right? Christians believe that salvation and entry into heaven are achieved through faith in Jesus Christ, accepting him as a son of God and following his teachings. Um, and that they believe that eternal life in heaven is a gift from God's grace and cannot be earned through personal efforts alone. I think that second sentence is fairly accurate. 
But the first sentence is wrong because it misses one key element to salvation. It's the entire Read thing. Read it again just, because it, it says Christians believe that salvation and entry into heaven are achieved through faith in Jesus Christ, accepting him as the son of God and following his teachings. Now, I will applaud ChatGPT because him, his, they're all capitalized. Um, they believe that eternal life in heaven is a gift from God's grace and cannot be earned through personal efforts alone. So I have some I have some problems with this definition. Okay. I don't know if you do. Uh, I do. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think I think we'll have the same problems. I mean, first of all, the 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 second sentence is almost right, right? That we believe that eternal life is a you know eternity in heaven's a gift from God's grace, and you can't earn it. You cannot earn it through your through any other way except through grace. This through personal efforts alone makes me believe that, well, I can work a little bit at it, but I still need God's grace. No, you can't. You right. know, none of us can do anything. Um, the no, first yeah, half of the sense, right? The first half of the sense about you know faith in Jesus, accepting Him as Son of God, and following His teachings. Where's those the are forgiveness? All, where's repentance? Where's, that's yeah. That's what yeah. I, I said. Forgiveness. I'm. I was. I know where forgiveness is. Repentance is the word that I meant to say. Yeah, there's believing is great. Uh, the devil and his his demons believe, right? And so but this is the repentance. Well, and I'm I'm just I'm gonna play armchair quarterback here, and and knowing knowing folks who've done this as a career and and being involved in some things, you know, in my past life like this, this is very much driven by those who are training it, the humans who are training it. And the fact that repentance isn't in here at all lets you to believe that no matter what I am entrenched in sin, like I could live like the devil and I'll be okay. And as long as I do as some good deeds, as long as I believe, as long as, as I do some good, right. And as long as I do some good deeds and, and with God's help, with his grace, like this is, this is, this is the same thing I heard from Rick Warren that I just saw a video of Rick Warren where they asked him about do the LGBTQ people go to heaven? And Rick said, of course they do. Anybody who believes goes to heaven. And Rick's not wrong. There are LGBTQ people in heaven, you know, people who may identify under that. But there is a caveat that's missing about repentance mm -hmm. and turning away from our sin. Absolutely. And so this is where I, I'm just going to say it. I'll, I'll just say it. AI to me is demonic. I think this is something that's been driven by the devil. It's another thing to, and and I agree with you. It had potential. It has, it, it could have been good, but I think this is in the wrong hands. And this is another distraction that the devil's going to lay before us to lighten up christians and their belief system right this is easy to go to this i don't have to i don't have to do the work i'm just going to go to chat gbt and it's going to give me the gospel right yeah no i'm I, look brother i'm right there with you I, oh I, know. I don't disagree i'm trying to make this like crossfire you know i'm or was it hannity and combs <laughs> i'm hannity. hannity and combs man that was that was a good show can't go wrong with a good Hannity and Combs episode. I, but I think moral of the story, if we're allowed to have morals anymore, um, 
there are just certain things you can't just trust to trust, right? Like you, you've got to do the research for yourself. You've got to go to trusted sources. Like it's, it's fine for me to tell you to do the research, but if you just say, well, research it yourself, like I can do some research and I can listen to some pretty inaccurate teachings. For instance, how do I get to heaven? Well, I can look that up and I could read what Joel Steen says. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to get me to heaven. You know, what is, you know, what is an accurate depiction of a church? We can look at what Carl Lentz did and we can look at what Stephen Furtick has done. Um, and we can, we can look at their teachings and be like, you know what? Yeah, I like that. But that's not accurate, right? That's not that's not the a credible source, if you will. You know, what is it when you're doing research papers and whatnot in college? What's one of the first things the professor tells you? Don't get your information off Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, like Wikipedia looking, didn't exist when I went to college. It it did mine on the tail end. We didn't well, have yeah, the we didn't have the internet when I went to college because you're old it was the dawn the dawn of the internet no one could afford it but so i mean these kids now your teachers will tell you when they're writing papers like hey don't 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 cite wikipedia that's a horrible source when you're looking for gospel truth don't go to joel Osteen or chat gpt don't or chat gpt or you know insert wolf and sheep's clothing here because they're everywhere. A lot of the mainstream pastors, I don't know that I would trust them. I don't know that if I was, if I had a, you know, uh, I don't want to say if I had a flock because I feel like I do. Um, because whether I'm serving technically in that role or not, I'm I'm serving in that role. But like, I don't know that I want people in my church listening to Joel or listening to you know, certain teachings from Rick Warren or Stephen Furtick or Carl Lentz or T.D. Jakes or this, that, and everyone else. Joyce Meyer. Christine King. Reasons. Um, the Beth Moore. Uh, Russell Moore. <laughs> um, you know, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Like, Avoid the Moors. Uh, yeah, the more they talk, the more you should not listen. Um, that was bad. Oh, that was bad. I didn't even think through that when it just came out. It's but good. Yeah, like I ju- just need you to that when you're doing your research, research, go to credible sources. Go to your pastor. Like first and foremost, go to your pastor. And if your pastor's telling you or citing sources that are. See what Andy just said, Joyce Meyer, Christine Kane, Russell Moore, Beth Moore, Carl Lenz, Rick Warren, Stephen Furtick, anybody from Hillsong, anybody from Bethel, then find yourself a new church. But if your pastor's sending you to scripture, then I think you're going to be okay. You know, and I would would tell my youth group weekly, like, I am not going to lead you astray on purpose. Right. Like I am going to, you know, I want to see you guys succeed, but what I also want you to do is fact check me. 
don't just come to youth group. Don't just come to church and take everything for what I say to be 100% accurate. Not that I'm going to purposely tell you something wrong, but I, I am man and flawed just like everyone else. And so check what I, you know, check what I say. You know, make sure that my references are accurate, you know, go back and look at scripture to make sure that I'm interpreting them correctly or that I haven't read myself into it. That's one of the things that I, I hate when people do is the scripture makes me feel this way. And, you know, if you read it in this connotation, it really should mean this. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't care about your feelings. I mean, I care about your feelings, but I, when it comes to scripture, I don't care how it makes you feel. I don't care what you think. I care what it says. Well, and I also asked chat GPT, uh, what the gospel is. And, and I'll admit it's not bad the way it breaks it down, but here's my problem. My problem is that it closes with this. It's important to note that different Christian denominations and traditions may have variations in their understanding and interpretation of the gospel. And I was like, no, that's the problem. If you have a bad, you know, if you have a differing interpretation and understanding of the gospel, um, you're not preaching the gospel. You are the problem. So really, I think that there's a, while it, it may be right on paper, there's an underlying thing in there that if, I think if you, if you delve deeper into it, you're, you're probably going to get a lot more um, fluff. Absolutely. So that's my rant on chat GPT on AI. Um, anonymous email sender um i think you know like anything use it sparingly use caution seek discernment and wisdom um when doing Absolutely. it and you know go to your pastor above all things um don't rely on it to don't rely on it to uh be your answer and solution and pastors don't use chat gbt to write sermons No, the absolute end all to writing a sermon needs to be God's word, not artificial intelligence. Although I would contend that some pastors that I've heard talk uh, are artificial. And and they will have artificial sounding sermons if they use chat GPT. Correct. Absolutely. Um, I think before I went back on the AI tangent i think you were asking me something about what's been yeah what's been what's, what's been, been good lately man like it i just feel like the last couple of weeks have been um a dumpster fire so like what 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 is good right I now for you good things for me it, it's been tough the last couple of weeks but i've uh <laughs> i'm getting myself in trouble i've been reading a book by douglas wilson mere christendom Ooh. And amongst a bunch of other books I've been reading, you know, for a cohort I'm in and stuff like that. But uh, Doug Wilson's Mere Christianum has been a it's been a really good book. It, it That's given me that's given me some joy lately. Um, I've got a new grill, so I've been grilling a lot more. <laughs> that's been good. About to embark on a 
crazy road trip from Colorado to New Orleans to Texas, um, then back to Colorado, then to Utah over the next two weeks. So I'll be everywhere. Yeah, I'm a little jealous I'm not going to New Orleans, not because I want to go to New Orleans. I just – I feel like of all the years, this might be a, a – not might. This will be a good year to to attend the uh, the convention uh, with all that's going to happen. Yes, the uh, I'm going to New Orleans for the SBC annual meeting, so it, it will be a tire fire unto itself, but um, I'm prepared you to think this show, You think this show is a tire fire? watch the convention i'm prepared to vote in a way that i've been called out as being a hyper fundamentalist so stay tuned (laughs) follow us for more details Uh, when i when i i've never been called a a hyper calvinist in my calvinistic leanings but apparently i'm a hyper fundamentalist because i'm going to vote to keep saddleback out and vote for for the amendment that pastor mike law put in to change the constitution to say that the office of pastor or an elder cannot be held by a woman and i'm probably not voting for bart barber for his second term as sbc president oh lord here we go (laughs) fundamentalist chad i'm gonna change my twitter handle to that so what's been good for you Man, I tell you, so again, the last the last few weeks have just have been a dumpster fire in my in my personal life at, at work. Um I think I think the and, and I think I shared it on our last episode. Um but the, the sound quality was poor, but like the the grace and excitement. Um, that that Pepa exhibited when he was when he was passing, you know the excitement to to be in the presence of the Lord and and <clears throat> be reunited with Memo. I think that was that was all ta- all taking, breathtaking, however you want to say it. Um, all inspiring. That's what I was looking for. Um, and then just the. Spending some quality time with my wife. Uh, you know, we we had a couple nights that we just hung out, and then she left to go be with her sister because, again, they they just had a baby, which is phenomenal in itself. With with you know everything that had happened, and now now that baby is here. Uh, but Doctor Wife and I um, celebrated 15 years of marriage on the seventh. Can't believe she's put up with you for 15 years, bro. We've been together 17. Like our relationship is able to drive. Our marriage got its driving permit. Like so, you know, um, we do have saints in the Southern Baptist Convention, right? Lottie Moon and Annie Armstrong. And and, now there's and Doctor Wife. We're gonna have a Doctor Wife uh, collection at some point in the year. Um, and I, I made the comment on on Facebook, like I don't I don't know why she's put up with my shenanigans for for so long but I'll take it. Um and if I was the only person that said that, I think it'd be funny. But I had multiple people at work, multiple friends, 
you know, got all the text messages of, oh, happy, happy anniversary. We love you. And then I'd say one out of every three texts that I got. What's your secret to keeping her? What, how have you fooled her to put up with your shenanigans? And, you know, what? I can't believe she's lasted this long with you. And, and those all like, came well, from your mom, right? Yeah. And, and a good chunk of those came from my mom and my uncle. Um, I'll never forget the first time I introduced her to my family. Um, I was living in Florida at the time, working at uh, the Evil Empire. Um, and I had came came home for a wedding. And so she, no, she took me to the airport. My grandmother picked me up at the airport and we were going to have a big family get together. And we lived in a single wide trailer, um, but my family is super close, right? We just, we just pile on each other. And so we were going to all meet at my house for dinner. And so it was my mom, my side of the family, which was a good 10 to 12 people. Plus my stepdad's parents and his brother and his wife um, and then his sister. So there's probably 15 to 20 people in a single wide trailer, right? Oh, wow. Um, and then, yeah, oh, yeah, brother. Like we were just sitting on top of each other. Um, and so she pulls in the driveway and I go meet her out in the uh, in the driveway. And I was like, hey, this is going to be a lot. And I'm sorry. Uh, but welcome to the family. And so she, she comes in and I'm introducing her and everybody's like fawning over her because they know that I am a difficult person to love. And if, you know, if this is as serious as I've made it out to be, like they need to get to know her and let her know that, that they're praying for. Her. And so my granddad latches onto her and talks to her forever, which if you know, my granddad is that tracks, right? And Dr. Wife's relatively shy. And so she's like, holy crap, what are we doing? Well, we ran out of chairs, okay? And she's in she's in jeans and a T-shirt, and we ran out of chairs. And so I grab a folding chair from the front porch. Um, it had been raining. Just keep that in mind. Uh, and the folding chairs weren't like the metal folding chair. They were metal, but they had like the, the cushion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't thinking. And so I grabbed that. And I was like, oh, here, babe, come in and have a seat. And she sat by my granny. And uh, then instantly her butt and crotch are soaked. So she is, she is overran with my crazy family and her crotch and butt are soaked. Um, and But she handled it well and with grace and she laughed it off. And I can remember my granddad uh, telling me that night, like, you've got to keep her. Don't do anything stupid to lose her. Uh, and just so you know, uh, you're not the favorite anymore. <laughs> you got demoted. I got demoted. And then I was like, surely Memo will still say I'm the favorite. Uh, and Memo agreed with Pepaw. Amen. So, so yeah, so she's she that the first time she met my family, I, I really screwed the pooch on that one. But she's she stuck with me through it. So God love her. But yeah, that's that's been the highlight of my last three weeks was the the grace and anticipation and excitement from Peppa. And then Ashley, Dr. Wife and I celebrating 15 years. Well, I'll tell you from afar, I, I enjoyed the grace of your your granddad 
and how he was in those final days. And just you sharing that with me, that was also very incredibly uplifting to me as well. You know, I know your granddad well, and I think I've met him four or five times. And, uh, but yeah, that was really uplifting to me. And I tell you, if you need a little goodness in your life, I got two words for you, man. If you haven't experienced bacon jam, get yourself some bacon jam. Where does one find bacon jam? Um, I know uh, there's, there's some in grocery stores, but I'm going to Texas and I'm coming back with jars of bacon jam that I got from Texas that has a little kick to it. Um, I found that at a grocery store. And I, I originally okay. found it from a restaurant here that makes chicken sandwiches and you could get it added on. And um, you might have to but go to like, bird, right? yep, you may, no, not, no, it was the other one that we went to, Bird Call. Bird Call's a small chain here in, oh, yeah, in yeah, Colorado yeah, yeah. and you could get bacon jam. And then I found it at a grocery store. I think I found it at Kroger. Um, it, it wasn't cheap. But uh, maybe if you're if you're nice to me, maybe I'll mail you a bottle of bacon jam. Oh, so I'm on Walmart's website, and there is TBJ Gourmet Jam and uh, Uncured Bacon Jam. Oh yeah, Walmart sells it. That's right. I did see it at Walmart too. For nine ounces. Yeah. So get yourself some bacon jam. That is a. Uh true gift from god there's a there's a oh there's all kinds of there's oh my bacon jam let's let's look at this that's got a fun logo spicy bacon jam that might have to happen (laughs) so yeah get yourself some bacon jam keep that going well while you're getting yourself some bacon jam and you're Again, visit our friend at St. Galgano's Armory. You can find him on all of the, the major social media platforms. Uh, and then in his Etsy shop as well. And I have shut my phone, so I don't have that. It's it's Etsy.com slash shop slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. Armory. <laughs> Look at that. We almost had it in sync. Um, but yeah, check them out. Uh, you know, follow them on, on the social medias. Uh, Keith is really good about posting pictures of some of his projects and the uh, where he's at on them. Uh, and so from my perspective, as somebody who isn't nearly as manly as I feel like I should be or want to be, watching that progress is pretty cool. Yeah, he's got a really so definitely. good, a good, he's got a knife that he posted this past week that looks really nice. And I, I think I've scored some points with Keith because I let him know that I'm an EDC nerd. And you got to figure that out on your own. That's your homework is to figure out what EDC is. But you can check us out on Twitter at Hill Hipster Pod. So we're on Twitter at Hill Hipster Pod. Or you can email us and maybe get your question to be the subject of one of these tire fires. I'm about to email so I can be like, hey, Chad, long time listener, first time caller. What is EDC? (laughs) And our email address is hillhipsterpod at gmail.com so in the immortal words of one andy crow you could hit us up on the gmail is it the electric daisy carnival that is not when i las vegas nevada do you think keith and i would have anything to do with electric daisy carnival i want you to have something to do i don't even know what that is
but I need you to have something to do with it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm not looking it up. I'm afraid anything in Las Vegas uh, gives me fear. I'm not clicking the link. I can promise you that right now. <laughs> All right, guys, now that now that the kerosene has been thrown on the fire, we're really going to go. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we love you guys. You know, hit us up on on social network, email. Uh, let us know how you're doing. Let us know any questions you might have or or ideas for episodes. But uh, we definitely have a lot of fun with this. And we hope you have some fun and are, are, are getting something out of it. And just know that. Uh, we may not know you personally, and uh, we may not talk to you near as often as you would like, or we would like, or maybe we talk to you more than you would like. But uh, know that that you are loved, and we pray for you guys weekly. Um, and so just we appreciate you coming along on this electronic daisy carnival ride. <laughs> All right. Be blessed. All right. See you guys. Where's the record button to stop it? Thank <laughs> you.